Hey everyone, Joel here from Soul Revival Church. As you may have noticed, we've just launched our official podcast, and that's because you're listening to it right now. And we started it in the wake of being unable to meet together due to the issues surrounding the coronavirus pandemic. Now, initially we began this just to post the audio from our sermons, but we've quickly realized this week that it wasn't quite capturing exactly what we're trying to do. And so guys, we've leveled up, and now we'll be bringing you everything from each of our gatherings, minus the music and the singing, which doesn't really lend itself very well to this particular format. So guys, hope you enjoy it. Thanks so much for getting on board with the new way we are doing church at the moment. And I'm going to say that's enough from me, so we can get into the good stuff. One way. Hey, Fee. Hey, Guy. <laughs> it's um, yeah, really lovely to be able to sing together. Um, yes, hope it wasn't too odd for people singing mm. at home um, by themselves or maybe just listening along uh, to Neil and Prue. But um, yeah, it's lovely to still have the opportunity to um, to have our music as a gathering together at this time. We could do what we were just doing behind the camera and that is kind of lip syncing as we were <laughs> trying not to be too loud, which that's was right. quite cool. Don't sing loud enough to be picked up on the recording. That's the rule. <laughs> yeah, unless you're trained professionals like Neil and Prue. That's right. You don't want to hear me. <laughs> And definitely not Probably me. your giant, yes. Yeah. <laughs> not, not our particular spiritual gifts. Yeah. Yes, I missed out on that one. Yep. All right. So a few things going on um, at Soul Revival at the moment that we wanted to just, um, yeah, keep everybody in touch with like we normally do week by week. Um, so, yeah, with um, with us meeting a little bit differently, um, there's a few things that we just wanted to um, to let you know about um, why we're doing what we're doing and, and how that's all taking place. So, yeah. Jai, yeah, yeah what's, um, so what's happening? Well, I'm sure we've all heard uh, the Prime Minister say that uh, we have to limit our indoor gatherings and then throwing things like uh, social distancing in the mix. It, uh, it would be like people at various ends of the hall trying to do church together and it wouldn't happen and it wouldn't work. And uh, in fact, the Archbishop uh, Glenn Davies has, uh, has, said, has put a directive out saying that all uh, Anglican gatherings are to uh, suspend meeting together uh, for, oh, until further notice. But we didn't want to suspend meeting together and doing church together. So we have gone digital church, something a little bit different. Uh, someone was mentioning uh, the other day about, uh, does this mean that we're planting six more churches? I'm up for that. That kind of means we're 12, so it's kind of yeah. good, but I don't think that's the case. But, um, but it's fun. Um, so, yeah, so we're not meeting uh, face-to-face, but we're going to look at some other ways to meet as well. We're going to try things like Zoom and try and maybe share meals together. And Now, I must admit, I didn't know what Zoom was until this week. If you're like me, I now know um, the non-technical version is it's a way that we can actually have people on this screen and interacting during um, during what we're doing. So we'll be able to have a little bit of online comment, maybe even have people um, praying or reading remotely and have them on the screen. Yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm really excited by that. We had a little, I had a little go of it earlier this week at a meeting and it actually, you know, being a, a not a much of an online communicator myself, it felt quite natural and good. So it was, I was pleasantly surprised by how good that was. If you're a bit like me and this is, um, yeah, something that's not so much a natural way of communicating for you, I encourage you um, give it a go, see how you go. It's not going to be necessarily easy, but it's definitely worth it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I shared with uh, Yara Warrior this morning that uh, 
uh, we're going to call it zooming. It, I don't think it's actually the right term, but we're <laughs> just going to make terms up like we're doing other things. So being a bit creative, which will be a bit of fun. And in fact, I think um, this whole social distancing is actually having a big effect on not just us as a church, but on different things. People are getting creative on how, because you can't shake hands, and people are doing the elbow right. thing, which I find really weird because you cough. Supposed to cough into your elbow and then touch your elbow. Yeah, but anyway. it's, the other, it's the other part of your elbow. It's yeah, okay. Coughs okay. in here, taps out there. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. And if if just you, you can cough on things. that part of your elbow, good luck to you. All right. <laughs> All right that, that's, that's, I think that's a challenge. If you can do that, I think you need to, to give us a uh, video of that and send it in. Yeah, we'll put it on. Yeah. Or even if you've got some creative handshakes like these guys, mm. uh, we, you know, we'd love to see a bit of those. Bit of, maybe even like a bit of three amigos kind of greeting, maybe. That would kind of be a bit interesting. Anyway. Um, all jokes aside, it is serious and we, um, it'd be good for us to continue to be praying for each other and praying for our communities. And I think that's, uh, we're going to do that sort of stuff now. So yeah. I might leave you to it. Yeah, definitely. And something we haven't um, mentioned, I don't think, is if you're wondering where are they, um, we are actually in a pretty sweet setup in Jai's garage at the moment, Jai and Christine and Morty's place. Um, yeah, we obviously we're not going to be going up to the school at this time we're not gathering but also you know the schools have got all sorts of things that they're trying to put in place to um to keep everybody safe so um yeah so this is where we are if you were wondering i'm going to spend um a little bit of time leading us in some prayer now um there's a few things we're going to do part of that prayer is going to be that opportunity to confess to god how we're going um that's something um, that we love to do every week um at sorrow when we gather. Um, I'm also going to finish up the prayer time by reading a prayer uh, that um, uh, one of our bishops has written about, um, yeah, just how things are going at this time. I, I stumbled upon it this week um, and found it very helpful myself. So, um, yeah, so let's just spend some time talking to God. Please join me. Heavenly Father, we thank you that Jesus changes everything. We pray that you will give us at our Woolaware gathering power at this time through your spirit to live by these words of Jesus. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and love your neighbour as yourself. Father, we think about the ways we've failed you. We've chosen other things over you or have gone against your ways. We are deeply sorry. We turn away from the times we have been greedy, immoral or unloving. We say sorry. Thank you that you don't punish us for the wrong we have done. Thank you that you have acted with compassion on us and given us our Saviour Jesus. Father, we also thank you for the communication from our church leadership at this time, both within Soul Revival and our wider church family. We pray for your powerful guidance and peace for our paid staff team, Jai, Stu, Karen, Paul, and all their families. We pray for all our volunteer pastors and our coordinators and all who use their gifts from you to serve us and keep our communities running and focused and loving. Give us all creativity and boldness to try new things at this time. We pray for our Archbishop, Glenn Davies, as many eyes are on him and ears are listening, some looking for guidance, but others perhaps looking to criticise or condemn. Thank you, Lord, for his leadership so far. Please to continue to give him perseverance, wisdom and love 
and opportunities to communicate your gospel clearly. Father, just as in the New Testament times, when the gospel was shared to many by the relatively safe travel provided by the Roman Empire, we thank you that at this time, the online communication we have available is giving us so many opportunities to connect. Help us all to continue to use these wisely and with love. We pray for those who have limited access or find this type of communication difficult. Give them perseverance and patience and give others kindness and thoughtfulness in finding ways to stay in touch. Father, help us to be wise in deciding how much news we should tune into, that we may be informed but also mindful for our own mental health. Give us discernment to see deception for what it is and help us share with one another what is uplifting and helpful and not things that would confuse or slander or tear others down. Help those of us who have more free time at the moment to spend more time in your word and prayer and fellowship with one another. With this in mind, we pray for our missional community groups. Thank you that these groups will be continuing to meet. As some groups meet physically, while others gather virtually, please continue to bless our relationships that we may love each other deeply from the heart. We pray that through this time we can continue to form new groups and find ways to keep our groups open and inviting to all. We pray for our kids and youth and young adults teams as they plan for new ways to meet virtually and communicate at this time. We especially pray for Jenny and our kids team as they negotiate looking out for the special needs of our youngest members. Help them to continue to encourage and equip our families to be discipling our kids in their homes. Give them great wisdom and the ability to plan and keep relationships growing and healthy in our church. We pray for those in our wider community who are experiencing loneliness, fear and uncertainty at this time. Guide our Soul Revival community as we all seek to share the truth and love of Jesus person to person, generation to generation, culture to culture, place to place, and now space to space. Help us do this with both our actions and our words. Sovereign Lord, you are the hope and healer of your people and have promised a world where there is no more sickness or crying or death. By your death and resurrection, you have set your people free from the penalty of sin and death. We pray your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Please prosper the work of those who are seeking a vaccine for the coronavirus. Please strengthen those who are treating the sick. Please comfort those who are mourning the loss of loved ones or living in fear of this disease. Please give to governing authorities wisdom in their management of this crisis. And give to your people your peace beyond understanding generous and wise hearts and a renewed trust in your sovereign goodness and glory. Turn the hearts of many now experiencing fear and anxiety that they may find that peace which is the fruit of the death and resurrection of your son Jesus Christ our Lord in whose name we pray. Amen. We are now going to do what is the most important thing that we do at Sorrow Revival. If you're tuning in for the first time or haven't tuned in for a while, that might seem a bit of a fresh statement to you, but it's actually something that we say most weeks.
because it's something that we want to remind ourselves of and something that we want to be very clear about. So um, Sadie's going to come up and he's going to read for us. It's um, going to be uh, the last um, passage we're going to look at from our series in Colossians uh, from chapter 4. So I'm going to pop out of the way. Here comes Sadie. Titius will tell you all the news about me. He is a dear brother, a faithful minister and fellow servant in the Lord. I am sending him to you for the express purpose that you may know about our circumstances and that he may encourage your hearts. He is coming with Onesimus, our faithful and dear brother, who is one of you. They will tell you everything that is happening here. My fellow prisoner Aristarchus sends you his greetings, as does Mark, the cousin of Barnabas. You have received instructions about him. If he comes to you, welcome him. Jesus, who is called Justice, also sends greetings. These are the only Jews among my co-workers for the kingdom of God, and they have proved a comfort to me. Epaphras, who is one of you and a servant of Christ Jesus, sends greetings. He is always wrestling in prayer for, for you, and that you may stand firm in all the will of God, mature and fully assured. I vouch for him that he is working hard for you, and for those at Laodicea and Hierapolis. Our dear friend Luke, the doctor, and Demas send greetings. Give my greetings to the brothers and sisters at Laodicea, and to Nympha and the church in her house. After this letter has been read to you, see that it is also read in the church of Laodiceans, and that you in turn read the letter from Laodicea. Tell Archippus, See to it that you complete the ministry you have received in the Lord. I, Paul, write this greeting in my own hand. Remember my chains. Grace be with you. Thanks, Heidi. Uh, you did really well with some tough names there. Um, normally we would uh, give you a round of applause at this point in time, so you might want to, in the comment section, uh, give a little clap or something like that. You did very well. Some really tough names there. Uh, now, th this morning at Yarrawarra, I actually spoke on a different passage. I spoke on John 14 about the hope that we have and the hope that Jesus gives. But uh, this afternoon, I wanted to actually look at the... or finish off our series in Colossians. And it's because I really want to do it uh, in particular, uh, do a different uh, this afternoon because of a phone call I had this week. And I'll talk a bit about that in a moment. But as we finish off our series in Colossians, Paul lists a number of people here and I'm not going to go through all of them but I do want to focus on just one of them because over the last few weeks Paul has been talking about putting off our old self or putting to death our old self and putting on our new self and how we are to live in that new self and then last week uh, Matt Crawford really helpfully uh, unpacked for us Paul's uh, encouragement for the Colossians and for us to be people who pray and one of the people in this list that Sidi just read out, I think really stands out to me as a person who seems to be encapsulating all of those traits that Paul has been talking about. And that is Epaphras. And so I want to focus a little bit, about, uh, a little bit on Epaphras because what Paul does here in his uh, conclusion as he's, he's sending greetings, he's, he's sending greetings, greetings from three Jewish co-workers, but then he also... Uh, sends his greeting from these three uh, Gentile co-workers in Epaphras, Luke and Demas. But as we look at um, 
this passage, I really want us to look at uh, Epaphras. And so I'm going to read just the, the, the two verses that mention Epaphras here and what Paul has to say about him. He says, Epaphras, who is one of you and a servant of Christ Jesus, sends greetings. He is always wrestling, wrestling in prayer for you, that you may stand firm in all the will of God, mature and faithful. In fact, Paul goes on in verse 13 and says, I vouch for him that he is, a, that he is working hard for you and for those in not just Colossian, uh, in Colossae, but in the surrounding uh, towns and cities nearby. And so what we learn about Epaphras, not just in this passage, but also earlier on in uh, Colossians in chapter 1, verse 7, Paul mentioned Epaphras and said that he was one of the founders or the original pastors of the church there in Colossae. We know that Paul didn't start that church and it seems to be that Epaphras was one of those ones who started the church. But not only that church but some churches in the surrounding towns. Now Paul Paul really wants us to pause and, and to, to ponder these people as these people are not footnotes. These are people who are working side by side with Paul and working hard. In fact, that's what he says of Epaphras. Have a look, verse uh, 13 again, where he says, I vouch for him that he's working hard for you. See, the idea of working hard there is that he is he, he's at pains. He's, he's strenuously working for you. He's, he's, it's like hard labor. He, is, he has sweat on his brow. He has dirt on his, underneath his fingernails. He is laboring hard for the church uh, at Colossae. Epaphras is one of those hard workers who gets in, doesn't, he doesn't complain, he just does. And not only is he working hard for the, the, uh, the church of Colossae, but the, the churches around, uh, around the area that he's also started. But not only is he working hard, but we see that he's working hard and praying for these churches in these three different cities. See, Paul is at pains for us to hear that, for them to hear that and for us to hear it because Paul himself is struggling. Verse, uh, chapter 2, verse 1, he says, I want you to know how much I am struggling for you and for those at Laodicea, how much he's struggling in prayer and working hard for them. And here is Epaphras doing likewise. And the reason why I really wanted to pick up on Epaphras and finish off our series in Colossians was because, I did, as I said, I had a, a wonderful phone call earlier this week because not only, unfortunately, have we had to suspend our, our formal gatherings on the weekend, but we also had to uh, cancel our lunch and prayer uh, meeting for our Woolaware gathering that we were going to have yesterday. And due to that i got a phone call and i don't i don't want to embarrass him any but i got a phone call from brian archer and it was the most wonderful encouraging phone conversation as they always are uh, when i speak with brian and he uh, he wanted to encourage us to keep working hard but he also wanted to encourage us encourage me and all of us i guess to to be people who are people who are working hard and laboring hard in our prayers as well as our physical work See, I love our church because we, we do really love getting in and doing the hard work and getting stuff done, set up and pack up and clean up and dinners and, and, and you know, doing all these sorts of things that we do every Sunday afternoon at Woolaware. But sometimes we can get so busy and so caught up with things, so busy working hard, which is good, that we actually forget to actually stop and pause and pray. And Brian's encouragement, which is a great encouragement to me, was to say that we 
it is good to work hard, but to remember that it is God who builds the kingdom. And we need to stop and we need to pray. And we need to ask him for, for help, for guidance, for wisdom, and for all things. And so what we find here with Epaphras is that Epaphras is that kind of guy. He's working hard, but he also needs that every he knows he also sorry he also knows that everything he does needs to be showered in prayer. That he knows that it is God who builds the kingdom and not him. That he could work, but if he doesn't pray, well, then he is laboring in vain. And so I want to encourage us to be people like Epaphras today, because for this for me this week Brian was an Epaphras, knowing that he is praying for me and for us was a great encouragement and his call for us and me to pray and be more prayerful is amazing. I want to encourage us to do that this week, to be people who are wrestling in prayer for God's people, to be wrestling in prayer for our world and our, and our local community. I'd love for us to, during this time of uncertainty and a time where people feel like hope is lost, for us to be in prayer for those around us in our community to uplift them in prayer, that they would know Jesus and the hope, the secure hope that they can have in him. The hope that will not run out like toilet paper at, the, at uh, Coles or Woolies or pasta or pasta sauce or any of those things, but a hope that will never fade, that will never rust, that will never be taken away from us. A hope that is secure and assured. It would be good for us to be people like Epaphras who are working hard to love God and to love others, as we say all the time here at Soul Revival Church. But also to be loving others in the way that we are praying for others. And so I want to encourage us to be like Epaphras. To always be wrestling in prayer, just like Epaphras is. And what Paul says, he says that he's always wrestling in prayer. That he has this amazing ministry that is... I don't, I don't know if, if Epaphras was praying by name for those in um, the church of Colossae or as a general. But if you can remember the names of people in our church, please pray for them regularly. Pray for each other. If you can't remember the names, still pray for them. Don't stop wrestling in prayer for each other. See, the thing that Paul is encouraging us and showing us here about Epaphras is that Epaphras is always wrestling. He doesn't treat prayer like a tack-on at the end of the day. He doesn't say, oh, I haven't prayed or, um, or I haven't done this for a few weeks or anything like that. If you're anything like me, if you get to, uh, it gets late at night and you realise that maybe you haven't prayed at all that day or not much at all and you, you're in bed and lying there and you think, oh, I should pray and you start to pray, I find that within 30 seconds I've got through, you know, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day and I fall asleep and, I've, or I wait, and then I wake up a little bit later on and I have to say, I, I say, sorry God, I fell asleep and try to pray again and then do the same thing and it just doesn't work. It seems to me that Epaphras is the type of guy who actually doesn't tack on prayer in his life but actually carves out time to pray uninterrupted time where he can pray without being disturbed in peace and quiet so that he has that solitude and that time to actually devote time to prayer and every time I think about devoting uh, devoting time to prayer 
I always think of this story, and I, I think I might have shared this story before. I'm sorry if I have, but it's just I can't think of a better story. This is an amazing story, and it's a story about a, a village in Africa uh, where all the the whole village uh, became followers of Jesus. They turned and became Christians, and they decided that as a village that they would be a, a village that prayed for one another and prayed for those around the world. And so they were so serious about their prayer life that they actually all had individual places where they would walk to at a certain point of the day. There was all different times of the day, but whatever was particular for them, where they would walk and they would sit in a spot of solitude and pray. And because they'd have to walk through long grass and through bush, after time they actually wore a path to their spot where they would pray. And a phrase actually got coined during that time. And that was that when people stopped praying for a little bit or they forgot to pray, grass would start to grow back on the path. And so to encourage one another, a phrase was introduced. And that was, there's a bit of grass on your path. And it was just a subtle uh, encouragement uh, to get back praying. That maybe, maybe you stop for a bit and maybe you need to get back at it. And so I guess in this moment right now, I want to ask, is there a bit of grass on your path in your prayer life? Is, there, is the, the bushes starting to grow back? The good thing about this analogy, and I guess uh, about our prayer life, is that we can, continue, we can remake those paths. We can carve out that time. And so if we're going into a time where we are going to be in lockdown or whatever it might be, or you might be self-isolating or just spending less time face-to-face, it actually might be a good idea to put down the remote control on Netflix and actually spend that 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes praying instead of binging the next episode of whatever it might be. I want to encourage us to, to wear a path so that there's no grass there, but it's something that we're actually getting in the habit of doing, a routine of prayer. I don't know if you're like me, but when I get into routines, I find things a lot easier. But maybe, maybe you are like me, and get actually getting in the routines is actually tricky. And I encourage you to send a text to someone, even now, and say, "Hey, look, I really, I really have been struggling in my prayer life, and I want to, I want to pray more. I want to rely on God in prayer more. Can you please ask me how my path is going? Can you?" Send me a text from time to time asking if there's any grass on it. Because I think during this time, one of the things that we can be doing for each other is to be praying. And it's not a, it's not a type of thing, well, well, we can't meet together, or I can't do this, or I can't do that. Oh, well, I guess all I can do is prayer. Can I say that is the most important thing that you can be doing any time, no matter what. To be praying for someone and bringing them before God is an amazing gift to others. In fact, it is an amazing gift to be praying for others and then actually s- telling them that you have been praying for them and the things that you've been praying for. It is a great encouragement for them. Whether they believe in Jesus or not, I still think it's a great encouragement to hear that someone is actually thinking of you and praying for you, even if it is at a distance. And I just want to finish, I guess, with, with two things as we, um, as we finish up thinking through Epaphras and through prayer. And there's, I think there's two things that um, Paul talked about and we looked at last week about how we, I guess, the things that we can be praying for as we, as we go forward in this, in this uncertain time. 
And that is these two things. One is to be watchful and to be thankful. Those two things. First one, be watchful. I don't know about you, but turning on the TV at the moment, there is just, you can't turn on a TV station without something coming up about the coronavirus or something going on. When those things come up, don't glaze over it or don't, don't freak out. Maybe actually watch and look and see what it is that you could pray for from that moment, that, from that TV show, from that news article, whatever it might be. They might be talking about a vaccine, and as Fee prayed just before, it might be, it'll be a great thing for us to be praying for something like that. It might be hearing about uh, those uh, who, who are elderly and are unable to get to the shops or are struggling in, in, in isolation or whatever it might be. It'd be great for us to be praying for them. I guess what I'm asking is, is for us to just be on the lookout for things to pray for. You know, when you, uh, you walk uh, down the street or in a house when, you, when I'm walking through the house, I, I have to look out for where I'm going and I need to be watchful. Otherwise, I'm going to step on Lego or Nerf guns or, any of that, or a shoe or something. I guess as we are on our, our journey of faith, our, our walk as Christians, it'd be great for us to be watching out and looking for the things that are around so that we, not, not so that we won't tread on them, but so we know what we can pray for. So that's the first thing. And the second thing is to be thankful. It is really easy in this time to become bitter and resentful and to not actually look at the good things that are going on in life. When Paul wrote this letter to the Colossians, he was actually in jail. And he was really, a, I guess, he was at the forefront of uh, being isolated because that's what he was. He would have been in, in his house, uh, in, in our house with guards around him, unable to go out, unable to socialise, unable to go to the shops, unable to, to do a lot of things. And yet, when he starts off this letter of Colossians, he says how thankful he is for them. Even Paul in prison can see things that are to be thankful for. And I encourage us during this time, even though we're not meeting together, to give thanks for each other, but also to just give thanks for all the good things that God gives us because he's given us the most precious and amazing and awesome gift ever. And that is his son, Jesus. God gave us his son. He died on the cross to take our sin, to take our punishment, so that we don't have to take it. And he took that to the cross and he died. But he didn't stay dead. He rose again. And he has told us, as I looked at it in, at Yarrawarra this morning at John 14, where he said that Jesus said that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one gets to the Father except through him. That Jesus is, is the one who has gone to heaven, and when he comes back again, he will take us to be with him. Those who trust and, and love Jesus. See, we have so much to give thanks for. We have so not only do we have Jesus to give thanks for, but we are still trying to meet as best we can online in a digital way. We're going to be looking at other ways we can do it. But it's great for us to, to, to do those two things, to be watchful and to be thankful as we move forward. To look at what the things we are uh, around us that we can pray for. And secondly, as we, I guess even as we look around, there will be things that we can give thanks for around us. 
And so I want to encourage us as a church, as Christians, to be like Epaphras. There used to be an old saying back in the 90s, to be like Mike, be like Michael Jordan. It was an ad. Um, I, want to, I, want to, I want to change that and I say, let's be like Epaphras. Let's be people who work hard, but people who first and foremost pray hard, wrestle hard in prayer for each other, that are watchful in prayer and are thankful in prayer. And in fact, I'm going to pray for us now and then we're going to sing and uh, finish up our time together. So let me pray. Dear gracious God, we do thank you for your word and we thank you for the encouragement of Paul and Epaphras and so many people throughout your word. Father, we pray that you would help us to be people who wrestle in prayer, people who are watchful and thankful in prayer. And Father, I pray that, that we would pray for one another. And Father, I pray that, that, uh, that as we watch this together, that we, actually, that we actually will pause at the end of this and stop and pray for one another, to pray for your people, to pray for this world and to pray for our community. And Father, we pray that in all this, that people will know your hope, the hope that we have in Jesus. And that would bring comfort and peace in this time of anxiety and fear. And Father, we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Soul Revival Church podcast. If you have any questions, please get in touch on Facebook or Instagram where we are Soul Revival Church or you can email our lead pastor at stuart at soulrevivalchurch.com That's S-T-U-A-R-T at soulrevivalchurch.com Music is OK by Ixon.